Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, beautiful souls, to Mindful Drinking for Women, the show where more women learn how to drink less by practicing daily mindfulness and radical self-honesty. Hello, hello, I'm your host, Jessica Betancourt, certified hypnotherapist, transformational life coach, and former hardcore wino. And when I say hardcore, I mean wine was kind of my be-all, end-all. It was my motivation, my salvation, my escapism, my hide under the blankies and suck my thumb, go away world, favorite thing to do. And anything and everything was my reason for drinking. And because I had moved away from just drinking is for celebrating and hanging out with friends, like I did that too, but my main motivations for drinking that I came to realize near the end of my hardcore wino days were that my agitations and my annoyances, my stress, my anger, which usually came in the form of other people or was triggered in me by other people, those were the main reasons for my drinking. And so today's episode is dedicated to that topic. If you find yourself in that situation or that's a huge trigger for you or even a trigger for you, um, I hope this episode helps you out in, in unraveling that type of reactive behavior that is perhaps in you. So this episode is don't make your drinking about anybody else except for you. It's really all about you, right? It's really all about how you feel and how you are choosing to respond or how you are reacting. And it's often not even about other people, but they awaken something in us that is unhealed and they, they, it's like a mirror, right? It's showing us our places within our psyche, within our soul, within our bodies that needs attention, that needs love, that needs some care and some tenderness. It's really just showing us where our wounds are. So if you become activated in a stress, irritation, agitation, anger kind of way from other people, and then your go-to solution for that is to bottle pop and to make that feeling go away, you're really overriding some really important information that is that is showing up for you and probably repetitively if if this is the behavior that you engage in as I did as well right many of us do it <laughs> which is why I'd like to talk about it so um yeah like if I would get in an argument with my spouse it was like time to open that bottle or if my kids would be turning my nervous system inside out I blamed, I'm using my quotey fingers, blamed my kids for a lot of my drinking, even though I had been drinking for a decade and a half before their existence. Yeah, let's pour a drink. If your kids are annoying, pour a drink. Someone would leave me like a tasteless comment on my social media, or I would get into some sort of weird altercation with a stranger or something, then I knew that wine would console me, right? But these are such short-term fixes with really long-term long-term deficits, right? It's a short-term fix, but the long-term is, is actually so much worse, and I will explain to you further why I believe that is true. So what these instances all have in common is that they are forms of, or they were forms of me, I'll use myself as an example, um, of me putting my power and my attention, essentially blaming other people for why I would choose to have a drink. 
So then after making a choice to have a drink under these terms, there was an inevitable shame spiral that would sound like, why am I this way? Why is everything against me? Why is it so hard? Feelings and, and self-talk that was along those lines. And what I notice is that when someone drinks or when I would drink, or maybe this is how you feel sometimes, when someone drinks under these victim mentality type of circumstances, right, and saying this is the story, this is the narrative, which often sounds very much like a poor me kind of situation, as you paint the picture with either your self-talk or if you're relaying this um, story to somebody else, it would sound something like that, right? Like, you're the victim, somebody did something to you, therefore you feel this way, and so you are entitled to de-stress or unwind or to um, self-soothe with alcohol, right? That's kind of, that's the story, right? And that's some version of that is often what unfolds. But what happens when this becomes repetitive behavior, and this is a go-to option, is that it's breeding this sort of self-defeatist attitude that says you have no control over your life and that your responses and your choices are not your own. He made me feel this way. I need a drink. She's such a bitch. I need a cocktail. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're doing it. And therefore, I'm entitled to make myself feel better in a way that I really deeply know is not the best choice, but I'm going to make these types of excuses because I feel this way, because someone did something to me, right? And none of this feels good from the onset, right? From the episode to the trigger to the wave to the experience to the going to get the drink and then the fall off. I mean, momentarily, it probably feels pretty okay, to scratch that itch, to satisfy that urge. But then the spin-off is like, fuck, why, why did I do that again? You're probably still reeling from the incident. It hasn't moved or shifted or it's been buried or turned off, but it still exists in some way energetically with inside of your bodily systems. And you're probably not thinking of it in a better light than you were from when it happened. So what I'm going to be getting at is that all of this is preventable and it starts with noticing what kind of story you are telling yourself about who you are in relation to what is happening around you, what is happening outside of you in the external world that then activates your inner world, your internal world, right, which is yours, nobody owns that. That's yours actually to sway and to shift and to transform. And we do that by allowing our emotions to move through our body without interrupting the flow of that process with drinking. We'll explain that a little bit further. So are you basically saying that you feel a certain way because of what someone else said or did? And then are you then using that as a driver to then validate why you need a drink or alternatively as best you can try to see your part in things if you get in a quarrel with your partner and your usual response is to make them wrong and therefore you're being mistreated by their bad behavior and you need to retreat to drinking before you do that back the bus up and try to see things from 
another perspective? How can you see this differently? And what was your possible role in the events that played out? And literally ask yourself, how can I see this differently? What might be that other person's experience? Or how can I give myself space so I can tend to my emotional needs first before I react with drinking to calm myself? And sometimes, actually, maybe probably always, the most powerful thing that you can do in these situations is nothing. <laughs> yes, nothing. Do not take action while you're feeling an intense emotion, except for maybe lying down and taking some deep inhalations through your nose to calm your nervous system and exhale through your mouth. And breathing through your nose and out through your mouth sends a message to your body, to your nervous system, that you're safe. That the inciting event that triggered you, that made your adrenaline pump, is over. You're safe and your body can reset and regulate. And that's what it's designed to do. And right, you know, we don't live in the um, woolly mammoth, saber-toothed tiger world anymore where just like that feeling of something's after you, it's going to get you. Um, someone's on, something, someone's out to kill you, basically. Hopefully that's not happening to anybody. But stress can have that same response in our body. It feels like um, a threat. It feels like a physical threat when we're triggered like that, when someone makes us really angry or there's an, an, an intense emotion accompanied with an interaction with somebody else. It, our bodies have that same response of like we, our survival is threatened. Yes. So to lie down and give your body the opportunity to re-regulate by taking some deep inhalations through your nose and exhaling through your mouth should, could, well, I don't like should, but could be your go-to before you opt to just immediately have a drink. Maybe the drink comes even later in the day, but or maybe not at all, but if you feel you need a drink to calm your nervous system because you're angry or irritated, stressed, pissed off, I invite you to try this on first, to lay down, just lay flat down on the ground and take deep breaths and allow the sensation, allow the emotion to wash over you and to pass through your system and to allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to shake, allow yourself to experience the emotion without trying to make it go away. And I know that seems like a really tall order but your body and your nervous system are designed for this. That is the natural ebb and flow of intense emotion through your body. And what happens um, in an intense emotional response that triggers anger, frustration, overwhelm, is our bodies become flooded with adrenaline, right? As I was just saying. And adrenaline, just like food, needs to be processed, basically metabolized by the body and transformed into another type of energy that can then be released, expelled from the body. It can move on. But what happens when you take a drink to turn off those emotions, to make them go away or to intercept, is that you derail your body's natural ability to self-regulate and the emotions do not complete the metabolic process and they become stuck and they stagnate and they stay with you. And as most many of us know, trapped emotions, emotions that fester inside of your body, 
express themselves later in the form of discomfort, disease, um, autoimmune conditions, sicknesses, illnesses, depressive states, anxious states. Yeah. So what is not allowed to be felt will be dealt with later. So I, my invitation to you is to just try on experiencing your emotions as a flow state. Emotions, energy in motion, allow the energy to pass through you and to move beyond you. And if you can sit with this and you practice this, this trigger for wanting to drink when you're upset, angry, stressed, frustrated, pissed off becomes less and less powerful. The impulse to drink becomes um, not seemingly necessary, right? If some of us, I know I used to feel like, I need a drink. I'm so fucking mad. I need a drink. Like that was my story and that was what I then acted on. But when I learned how to really sit with myself and just let my experience be okay and to allow the intense emotions to move through, it just cleared up so much like emotional and energetic debris inside of myself. You feel lighter, you feel more liberated, you feel that you're just more accessible to yourself, that you then consequently don't feel like you need a drink to feel better because you're allowing your body and your nervous system to do what they're supposed to do by design. So if your kids are driving you nuts, instead of using them as your scapegoat to go drink, step back. Take a minute to assess where you really need support and ask yourself, is alcohol really even capable of giving that to me? Is alcohol really capable of giving that to you? Or is it going to actually make you more short-tempered and tired and thusly becoming even more dysregulated? If someone trolls you or in real life you receive an unsolicited opinion that rubs you in the wrong way, don't make it about you. Don't make it about you. That's them unloading their pain onto you. And how you choose to respond to it shouldn't even be about them. It should be about you and how do you tend to yourself. <laughs> One of my friends used to say, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you, which is another way of saying, I decide who I am. You don't tell me who I am. You don't make me who I am. You don't make me anything except for who I say or what I say. So don't get too wrapped up in hurt, bored, toxic people peeing on your parade and don't use them as an excuse to go drink your negative feelings away. Allow yourself to feel and notice these negative emotions and feelings and the ones that became activated by interacting with others. Don't make other people responsible for how you feel. You be responsible for how you feel. And I'm not sure exactly if this is an inherent thing that we need to collectively unlearn or if it's more like based in a personality type, but one of my kids is a perfect example of this. And they don't all do it, which makes me think more like the latter. Some version of this happens a lot, right? She'll be like running and flip-flops. And maybe I ask her not to wear flip-flops or don't run downhill. But then she'll fall. And then she'll blame me. She'll be like, 
Why didn't you tell me those loose rocks were there? Look at what you made me do, and now I'm not going to school, or now I'm not going to eat that vegetable. Right? Like, something happens. She made it about me. And then her response is then to punish herself. See this pattern, right? And I saw this in myself, too. I'm like, I was like 20 feet away from you, kid. And I'm like trying to help her see herself and how to own her autonomy. But yeah, I, I remember versions of this in myself as well, especially when I was a teen. Like my dad would yell at me a lot or I'd get in trouble and then I'd get yelled at. The yelling wasn't always seemingly out of nowhere. But then because even though I did something undesirable or something I was told not to do, and then I got yelled at, punished for it, then I felt horrible, not for what I'd done, but for how I felt from his reaction. Then I would go drink to punish myself. And I was, I remember having these thoughts of like, my dad just yelled at me. Oh, he's such an asshole. I'm going to just go by a 40 and like drink it down by the river with my friends just to like punish him. <laughs> you see, it's like we're doing some version of that. It's like that saying that goes something like, it's not, these are not the exact words. Maybe you know what, you can email it to me or something. Blaming other people for how you feel is like trying to kill them by you drinking poison. But it's also like when you blame others for how you feel, you're giving that person your personal power. It's like saying, you made me feel this way. That is so much power. That is so much control to give other people. And then subsequently, if you choose to go drink because of how you feel, you're giving away even more of your personal power to alcohol. See, I really um, subscribe to the notion that it's not that alcohol has control over us. It's that we're giving away our power to alcohol each and every time you choose it for any sort of reason that has to go with you want to feel better, you want alcohol to do something for you that you're incapable of doing for yourself, which is just a story. It's hardly a fact. But if it's a story that you keep repeating, it's going to become a belief and it's going to become something that you act on over and over. So to just look at the story that you're telling yourself. So the stories that perpetuate this kind of drinking, if you listen to yourself closely, listen to how you're talking to yourself, it may sound something like, I can't handle this. This is so stressful. I feel alone. I feel unsupported. I'm not good at the things I do. And some of something in here is true, right? Maybe you do feel alone. Maybe you do feel unsupported. But if you're then going to go drink to because of this, because of these reasons that you're telling yourself, I feel alone. Alcohol keeps me company. I feel unsupported. Nobody cares. I mean, I'll, this is why I think, you know, I did too, for sure, why alcohol becomes some sort of a friend or a buddy or like some company or some kind of solace. It's like the only one who understands me is my wine. But this is bullshit, really. You know, it's like this is not true unless you believe it to be true and you make it true. But maybe you do feel alone and maybe you do feel unsupported and maybe you do have a ton of stress. For sure, that's probably true. But what is not true is that you need alcohol to remedy any of that for you. You have so much power. 
You have so much capability. And once you claim all of your energy, attention, and awareness back to yourself and away from blaming other people and away from alcohol, you're so much more potent in your own life. And there's so much more possibility. You're so much more effective at solving your own problems. So here's the thing about stories that we tell ourselves. They're just lies. <laughs> They're lies. It's like Marissa Pierce says, tell yourself a better lie, right? If this lie sucks, the story that you're telling yourself, and it's leading you to places that you don't want to be and dark depths of emotion that you don't want to feel, tell yourself a different story. Begin to flip those things around and tell yourself something that's much more helpful to you. Even if it's not from one side of the spectrum to the other immediately, you can gradually and incrementally get there. I feel alone. I feel unsupported. I feel like I could use a friend. I feel like I really could use um, some company. I'd love to feel more love in my life. How can I get there? What can I do? How can, I, you know, the kind of language that is geared more towards solution finding, problem solving, than problem creating. So you really want to ask yourself, pardon, yeah, so they can feel true, right? The more we repeat them to ourselves, we like encourage them to stick around. But here's what you can do about feeling triggered to drink because of the actions or inactions of other people. Don't make it about you. Don't blame other people for how you feel. Take responsibility for your own feelings, your own emotions and own them and get curious about what kind of stories you're telling yourself that may be activating those feelings. And then ask yourself, are these stories even true? Are these stories even true? Like if your story is, I'm so alone, no one supports me, is that really true? Or is there just a whole lot of emphasis on that story? Really, Not one person, no one? Find one shred of evidence to the contrary and you begin telling yourself a different story. Or you be the catalyst to change that story. Right? I feel alone, I feel unsupported. Well, are you making it that way? Are you isolating yourself and are you creating that? And how, how even in this minutiae way can you open up that story and find evidence for the contrary? What is a different way to look at the events that are leading up to an upset? What was your role in it? And how can you move through yucky feelings simply by talking to yourself differently? And instead of using these old stories as an excuse to drink, I'm going to drink a sip of water. Pardon me. I feel like alcohol can really affect our minds. Not can, certainly does. It really affects our minds. And it brings us down a path of the kind of I suck story. It's like alcohol is a depressant. It's like inherent in alcohol, these depressing stories after long-term use especially. And these stories lead us to the unhelpful behavior. So if you're not feeling great about your interactions or your experiences with other people, alcohol will commiserate with you, but it ultimately will not help you. It is shooting yourself in the foot because you are your own hero and you can seriously, pretty instantaneously, Make yourself feel more empowered 
and then feel better about yourself by owning your feelings and your emotions and assessing the stories that you're telling yourself. Become aware of that and then tell yourself better stories. Find evidence to the contrary of your shitty story and start telling yourself a better story or tell yourself a better lie. It's all fabricated anyway. Oh, thank you for tuning in today to this rant. <laughs> and remember that you are who you tell yourself you are. And that is a flexible story. So choose a good one. So a shout out to those of you who are looking for support drinking less this summer. I have a new program. I'm super excited about it. It's called Unwind. Uh, Unwind <laughs> with a wine before the D. And it starts on June 21st on the solstice. And it's a private community mindset training daily support system to help you fall in love with not drinking to relax and have fun. I'm thinking of it like being like a kid in the sprinkler running around with a popsicle. And that kid, if you could picture that kid, or you maybe were that kid, I hope, that kid is not wondering where the cocktails are so that she can have fun. She's already in a state of bliss and joy and knows that nothing is missing. And that is what unwind will be like. And that is what will help you do. To remember the joy of feeling alive and present before you even knew what drinking was, before you had any interest in it. If you'd like to learn more about Unwind, you can find that link right here in the show notes. You can visit my Instagram and click the link in bio. Um, and as always, please be kind to yourself, whether you're drinking or not. You're not a bad person. We all have things we're working on, so keep looking forward and moving upward. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to being with you again soon. Have an amazing day.